Hi there. I'm so excited to welcome you to the Arthritis Life Podcast, where we share arthritis life stories and tips for thriving with autoimmune arthritis. My name is Cheryl Crow, and I am passionate about helping people navigate real life with arthritis beyond joint pain. I've been living with rheumatoid arthritis for 20 years, and I'm also a mom, occupational therapist, video creator, support group leader, and I created the Room to Thrive self-management program. I am so excited to help you live a more empowered life with arthritis. We're going to cover everything from kitchen life hacks to navigating the healthcare system to coping with friends who just don't get it. Seriously, no topic is going to be off limits on this podcast. My interviewees and I share our honest stories of how chronic illness affects our lives. This includes discussions about mental health, sex, shame, pregnancy, body image, advocacy, self-acceptance, and so much more. You'll hear stories from all ends of the spectrum, from a person who's living in Medicaid remission from psoriatic arthritis to somebody living with severe mobility restrictions and severe pain from rheumatoid arthritis. You'll hear how people manage their conditions in different ways, like medications, mindfulness, movement, social support, work accommodations, and so much more. You'll also hear from rheumatology experts who just get it. We'll dive deep into the science behind chronic pain and what's the latest evidence for lifestyle changes that can help you thrive with arthritis, including exercise, sleep, nutrition, stress reduction, and more. This is your chance to sit down and chat with a friend who's been there. Ready to figure out how to manage your arthritis life? Let's get started. Hi everyone. Before I get started today, I wanted to let you know that I am launching a brand new membership program. It's called Room to Thrive and the doors are actually open today through Wednesday, March 31st. So head on over to my website, myarthritislife.net for more details. I hope to see some of you there. Hi, my name is Cheryl Crow and I am passionate about helping people navigate real life with arthritis. I've lived with rheumatoid arthritis for 17 years, and I'm also a mom, teacher, and occupational therapist. I'm so excited to share my tricks for managing the ups and downs of life with arthritis. Everything from kitchen life hacks to how to respond when people say you don't look sick, stress, work, sex, anxiety, fatigue, pregnancy, and parenting with chronic illness. No topic will be off limits here. I'll also talk to other patients and share their stories and advice. Think of this as your chance to sit down and chat with a friend who's been there. Ready to figure out how to manage your arthritis life? Let's get started. Hi everyone. So the topic of today is, can you live a normal life with rheumatoid arthritis? And this is a complicated question. I first encountered this question actually when I was looking at my blog. I had a blog initially called theenthusiasticlife.com. It's still out there, but my main website now is arthritis.theenthusiasticlife.com. But anyway, I somehow was poking around my website and found out that for my most popular article, the search term that was leading people to this article or this blog post was, can I live a normal life with rheumatoid arthritis? And that really surprised me because I just didn't think it was something that people would search for in like a Google search engine. I knew it was a question that would come across people's minds, 
But um, it's such a profound question. And I guess I just didn't know how common it would be to search it on the computer. And it turns out that if you look up, um, can I live a normal life with rheumatoid arthritis? It's 50 million. And can you live a normal life with rheumatoid arthritis? It's 6 million. So, um, you know, in general, at first I thought, oh, normal is a problematic concept for me. Um, In my background, I've worked with developmental developmental disabilities. And, you know, they used to call it like, you know, abnormal psychology or abnormal human development. And it's, there's this kind of connotation that normal is better and abnormal or anything that deviates from normal is worse. And, um, but I know that, you know, what, what people I think are getting at is, you know, can I do the things that I want to do in my life that I, that I hoped I could do before this diagnosis kind of put a big wrench in things. I did look up if there was any research on this. I was kind of curious as an occupational therapist. And there was a study um, that came out a few years ago. And the um, conclusion about this study from the University of Vienna said 80% of sufferers of rheumatoid arthritis can lead lead a normal life with the aid of medication. And this little study is in the show notes. Um, but, you know, they said the because of the newer treatments for rheumatoid arthritis, you know, that it doesn't no longer causes permanent joint damage. And it used to be about 50% of people could, would have severe permanent joint damage. Another 50% would have more, you know, moderate, I guess you would say, but now it's more like 80, 20. So they're defining normal from what I can see as just lack of severe joint damage, which I think for a lot of people, you know, they're hoping to achieve something a little bit more ambitious than that. So, you know, also I, I would wonder myself, you know, is my life kind of quote unquote normal or typical if I have, if I'm able to avoid severe joint deformity, but I still have to experience things like, you know, expensive medications, always having to have a job with health insurance in the U.S., um, doctor's appointments, side effects, you know, family planning being affected by this. All these things are not typical things that someone my age who doesn't have rheumatoid arthritis has to think about. So I thought this is an, an interesting question, um, and especially in, in light of some of the programs I'm developing. So today, episode is a solo episode, just me talking about some of my perspectives on this. And hopefully um, this will spark a larger conversation. I would love to hear your thoughts and your ideas on social media or through email info at myarthritislife.net. Let's just break it down a little bit further. So when you ask the question, can I live a normal life with rheumatoid arthritis? The first question I would have for you is compared to what, you know, and there's this hilarious um, video that I will put in the show notes, Marcel the shell with shoes on. And it's a humor video, but it's a little shell with eyes and shoes. And she says, you know, people think I look weird, but I say compared to what? Meaning like there is, what do you compare a shell with shoes on to? Yeah, I know humor is subjective and you might be like, what is she talking about? Well, the point is, you know, on a more serious note, when you say, can I live a normal life? Are you comparing it to other people your age? Are you comparing it to um, people across the globe? Are you comparing it to 
someone else in human history, your age or your gender, like 10,000 years ago. Right now, the, the life I'm living, even with a chronic illness, you know, rheumatoid arthritis, plus some other health issues, my life is so much more luxurious than a human's 10,000 years ago. They wouldn't even live till 39, you know, or even 500 years ago, I'm living better than a queen practically, you know, depending on which part of the world you're comparing it to. So I think we have to kind of ask, again, this is the anthropologist kind of in me, but you know, what are you, what are you comparing it to? And that's a really important question when we think about our own mental health, because if you're always comparing yourself to someone who's got it better than you, there's always going to be somebody who does. There's always somebody who's doing better than you. There's always somebody who's healthier than you, prettier than you, you know, seemingly richer than you or happier than you. And if we only ever look ahead or look above us and say, oh man, I wish I had what they have, we're going to be disappointed. And also we're missing the greater perspective. You know, what do, what do we still have? What can we still do? You know, rheumatoid arthritis is a very devastating diagnosis for many people, but we still have abilities that, that other people don't have. So that's the first way I would look at it. I would, I would ask, who are you comparing it to? I think a lot of people, when they think about, you know, can I live a normal life? They're implying, can I live the life that I assumed I would have pre-diagnosis? And, you know, I would say, no, your life is going to be different than what you expected. Most people, if you expected a life without rheumatoid arthritis and you have a rheumatoid arthritis diagnosis, your life is going to be different than what you expected. It doesn't mean it's worse, but it is going to be different I don't have the exact same life I expected to have, you know, life without rheumatoid arthritis. When I was 20 and got this diagnosis, this was not in my life plan, but I think that I can still live a good life and we're going to get to that point soon. So, you know, another way of defining normal or can I live a normal life would be, can I live a life where I can experience things that are important to me, like goals that I had before my diagnosis, like wanting to have a meaningful job, wanting to get married and have a family, engaging in meaningful hobbies. And then, you know, the answer for me is yes. Um, but for other people, it might just be, it depends, but usually yes, with some accommodation, you know, for example, my hobbies were mostly amenable to, to what my body could handle, but some people's aren't, you know, if your hobby is really, really hard on your body or requires a lot of pressure on your hand joints, you know, like maybe, I don't know, glass blowing comes to mind. Certain sports are going to be difficult if your disease is not well controlled through either medication or lifestyle factors. So this brings up one of the big questions, which is, you know, all these unknowns and uncertainties, you know, um, if your disease goes into remission or you're able to achieve medicated remission or unmedicated remission, then you can live pretty similar life to what you would imagine pre-diagnosis. Um, just with your own medications, you just have to remember to take your medication and pay for it and it will still affect your life. But your activities can be pot potentially the same. Um, but if your disease is not responding to treatment and therapy very well, and you're still having a lot of pain and inflammation, it is going to affect your life more. So it's, it's very, very hard in the beginning. And cause you're not really sure what your normal range is going to be. I responded so well, it's my first medication. I thought that was just going to be how it was the rest of my life. I didn't think I would have to 
tweak and adapt things as much as I ended up doing. That was my journey. So I mean, I wish we could just give everyone a map when they're diagnosed and say, this is what your trajectory is going to be. But unfortunately, um, that's not possible at this time. So all of this is like iterating on this idea of, you know, can you live a normal life with rheumatoid arthritis? It really depends on what your definition of normal is. And what are your hopes and dreams underneath that concept of of normal, you know, I wanted to look at it a little bit of a different way from my experiences with the kind of therapy I've been to, which is called acceptance and commitment therapy. So um, one of my favorite quotes that relates to this is the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. And that's from Gloria Steinem. So the truth is you probably won't get the exact same normal that you wanted or hoped or dreamed. And that's the part that might piss you off. And you know, I wish I could say I have the magic pill or the magic cure that will make your disease totally go away. And I don't, and no one really does. There are people who have had different approaches that have worked really well for different people, but no one has the one cure or the one tool that is guaranteed to work for everyone as of today, March 24th, the day of this recording. So that's, that's the bad news. That's the part that will piss you off. But the part that will set you free is the truth is that you can find a new normal and a new normal that you can, I hope, learn to love. Um, It doesn't mean that, again, it's as easy as the normal you had before your diagnosis. doesn't mean that it's as simple, but I do really, I mean, this is maybe the optimistic part of me. (laughs) Like I'm having some truth bombs on the one hand, like, no, I don't think you can just, everyone can just you know, slide down a rainbow and have like a perfect life, you know, with RA, but uh, rheumatoid arthritis. But I do think that there are choices and adaptations and ways we can work around it and, and change our mindset and our habits and our coping skills to where we can still love our life. I really think that's true for most people. Another thing that I think is is important to remember is that most people who are healthy and able-bodied, their definition of normal is continuing to be healthy and able-bodied, but that's actually not a guarantee for anyone. It's not a guarantee for the person who has the perfect exercise plan, the perfect diet. That person can still come down with a chronic illness. They can come down with cancer. Anyone can come down with anything at any time. And that is the reality. It is what it's, it's always been the reality. You can definitely take steps. Like you can play the odds in your favor, right? If you, if you exercise and you eat well and you avoid things that are more likely to cause cancer, like, you know, you avoid smoking, tobacco and stuff like that. Yeah. You can help shift the odds in your favor, but there is no guarantee for anyone of a pain-free life. I just strongly believe that it's important to look that reality in the face. You know, it's never been true in the human condition that there's just a way to completely avoid pain and suffering. So the sooner we can kind of confront that reality head on and sooner, you know, we can say, okay, my life is going to have some degree of suffering, whether it's rheumatoid arthritis whether it's something else, it sets us free. And you might think, well, wait a minute, what? This is depressing. You know, why Why does thinking about suffering set you free? The reason it does is because <laughs> it frees you from this pressure to try to achieve a perfectly pain-free life. Like, no one gets that, you know? So if we kind of get our expectations so high that like, if I just do the right thing, I just follow the right plan, 
I'm going to avoid pain and suffering the rest of my life. That is a lot of energy you're going to have to put into something that's ultimately for most people futile. The average person, let's say the average person is going to have some pain and suffering. Let's just make that kind of the null hypothesis, like they say in scientific experiments, right? The null hypothesis is that nothing will change or that your experiment, you know, won't have an effect. So let's say the, the default state of human existence has been that it has many wonderful things, but we also inevitably come across pain and suffering. I don't mean just physical pain, but also psychological. So if we assume that that's kind of going to happen, then we're not surprised when it does inevitably happen. So that's been, you know, really an interesting thing for me to to have to kind of come to terms with. So you might wonder, okay, wait a minute, how, you know, how did you get here? Um, because, you know, a lot of people say to me things like, you know, oh, you're so positive, you're so happy and bubbly. And I will say, you know, for the record that it's true that I think, like my parents say, I was a happy baby. Like I have a little bit of a, a sunshiny kind of default um, brain wiring, but, but I'm not trying, like I don't wake up every day and say, I want to feel perfect today. I need to, I want to feel sunshiny and rainbows every day. I have a really realistic expectations of most of my days. And actually, I think that that actually helps me feel happier because I'm like, oh, this isn't that bad. When I first went to therapy, this is one of my favorite stories. You know, I was kind of bragging to my therapist about how good I was at avoiding like my pain and anxiety triggers. Um, And he's like, oh, it sounds like you've worked really hard to organize your life so that you know, you can avoid pain and always like try to feel the best you can. And I was like, yeah, I'm great. And he's like, wait, that wasn't a compliment. And I was like, wait, what? Like, how is it wrong to try to control your life so you avoid pain or discomfort? Like, what is, what kind of therapist is this? And basically, again, he had to kind of over time help me confront the idea that control is often like an illusion. And so basically like, you can run, but you can't hide. Again, that might sound like, what? (laughs) You know, don't you want to give people hope? But the hope is that you can still live a good life despite inevitable pain and suffering. That's the hope. The hope isn't that you can avoid it um, because the avoidance is not a long-term sustainable strategy. So, you know, when it comes to rheumatoid arthritis, I'm going to be clear for a second because I don't want to say like, we don't have, we shouldn't do anything and nothing matters. No, we can have, take actions and, um, in our daily lives to absolutely have evidence-based tools to, you know, manage our pain and function on a daily basis. I mean, that's like what I live for. I do all the time, you know, life hacks and routines and habits like exercise, sleep, hygiene, mental health, all these things we can do to reduce or minimize pain. So tools are good. We should have tools. If we only focus on the tools to minimize pain, The problem can be the expectation or belief that we attach to the idea that if we just have the right tools, we are going to 100% be guaranteed to avoid all pain guaranteed. And I do wish that were true, but realistically, it's just not true for most people because, again, pain, you know, physical or mental is an inevitable part of the human experience. So, you know, as Dr. Russ Harris said in my favorite book, The Happiness Trap, the more we try to avoid the basic reality that all human life involves pain, the more we are likely to struggle with that pain when it arises, thereby creating more suffering. That just sounds like a really straightforward sentence, but it's actually really really deep. Um, you know, there's a difference between pain and suffering, you know, to, to make it a little bit oversimplified, but pain is like the physical sensation and suffering is the 
is from the meaning we attach to the pain and it's from our psychological response to the pain. So basically, if we are assuming that if we just did the right things that we can avoid pain, then when pain happens, we struggle with it versus accepting it. And so I was dragged kicking and screaming into acceptance. I did not, this did not make any sense to me when I first learned it. That's why it's so delicate for me to talk about it. I'm so passionate about it on the one hand because it has really changed my life for the better, but I am reluctant at times because I'm imagining the people listening to this being in the position I was before being like, what are you talking about? Like, um, so again, please, if I love talking about this stuff now though. So if you are confused and this doesn't make sense, let me know. But you know, when, when the therapist first told me about accepting pain, I was like, uh, no, like again, I'm on, I'm an optimist, you know, I want it. I don't want to accept pain. I want to fix it. I want to make it go away. You know, again, I was kind of pissed off to be honest, but it's like that Gloria Steinem quote again, you know, the truth will set you free, but first it will piss you off. So, you know, the therapist explained that true acceptance of the present moment is really different than giving up or resignation. Acceptance of the present moment is something where Dr. Russ Harris says, it doesn't mean you have to like your uncomfortable thoughts and feelings. It just means you stop struggling with them. Acceptance literally means taking what's offered. It doesn't mean giving up or admitting defeat. It doesn't mean just gritting your teeth and bearing it. It means fully opening yourself up to your present reality, acknowledging how it is right here and now and letting go of the struggle of life as it is in this moment, end quote. <laughs> um, so when Dr. Russ Harris says that, it's like, I can accept that this present moment is what it is. In this moment, I might have pain. That doesn't mean that I can. I have to give up hope that in the future, I might be able to manage my pain better. Maybe my medications will work better in the future or I'll get some relief in the future. Those are thoughts that can still coexist with acceptance in the present. But the acceptance of the present is about literally what's happening right now. When you're in pain, you know, your brain wants to protect you, right? So your brain is like putting off a bunch of signals when you're in pain saying, oh my gosh, do something about this, fix this, fix this. And with acute pain, there's something that you do need to do. Usually it's like, oh, take your hand off the burning stove. Okay. You need to take an action. Unfortunately with chronic pain, sometimes there isn't anything more we can do to reduce the pain in the moment. So instead of struggling with that, we can say what's still available in the present moment. So acceptance and commitment therapy, the ACT, some people break it down to say like A is acceptance, um, you know, C is connecting to what's possible in the present. And then T is taking meaningful action. So saying, okay, not just, I'm just going to sit here and accept this. You're saying, okay, what can I still do that's valuable and meaningful in my life despite this pain? And that has been what's been really, really um, empowering to me because it's it means that my happiness and the value of my life is not contingent on me controlling my pain in a perfect way or finding the way to cure or heal my illness. It means I can still discover ways to have a good life, even when pain is present. And that's like, it's more exciting and empowering than I imagined it would be. Let's put it that way. Again, Dr. Tavares and Dr. Hopperstad, those are both my therapists. I want to give them credit here. You know, they taught me, what can I still do despite this pain? What, what can I still engage in that's valuable to me? So basically, again, they helped me let go of this illusion that if I just did the right thing, I could avoid pain. And that's really what set me free. 
Um, there's a balancing act between, again, I have a symptom and I have a toolkit and a toolbox, a metaphorical and physical one. <laughs> For those who've seen my TikToks where I show all my life hack gadgets, you know, I if I I'm having trouble with something, I have a kind of a choice. Plan A is to like fix the problem and remediate it. And then plan B is to work around it. And in occupational therapy, we call the workarounds like compensatory strategies. You know, in a way, acceptance is a little bit like a compensatory strategy because it's saying, you know, I can't fix this at the moment. This is, is it is what it is. What can I still do that's meaningful? So, you know, the thing that's also good about this approach, and again, using it in your toolbox, is that there's a lot of time and energy that people put into running away from their pain or running away from their disease in terms of rheumatoid arthritis and trying to go down these rabbit holes of like fixing it and curing it and doing the perfect diet or the perfect XYZ that's going to make your disease go away when that time could be spent running towards things that are still available to you. You know, unless you're in a coma, you still have choices. You have things that you can do that are valuable in this world. Your life has value. And so, you know, I, I think that I think some of the um, conflict I have around this idea of I have to like make my rheumatoid arthritis go away before I can have, you know, a quote unquote normal life. It kind of feels like it prioritizes able-bodied lives as like more valuable or more normal. Yes, most people would choose to not have a health condition if they could choose. I would not choose to have this. If I had a choice between, you know, having rheumatoid arthritis and not, I would choose not to have it. That doesn't mean that I still can't find meaning in my life though and still can't have a good life despite it. But, you know, of course I would choose to not have it because it's introduced a lot of burdens and, and challenges. At the same time, yes, I have learned a lot from those challenges. Like, I'm not going to say I would prefer to have it than not have it. But I also, I just think that again, because suffering is inevitable part of the human condition and because there is no such thing as like, who's the normal person? Like, are we going to choose one person? Is it like Sarah who lives in North Dakota? Is she, is she the person? Are we all going to, we have to like choose one person that represents normal. I don't know. There's just they're just, it's a little bit problematic to me to say that a normal kind of able-bodied life is is the one that everyone should, you know, always aspire to. So again, kind of as I started alluding to earlier, accepting the inevitability of pain was definitely challenging for me at first. But once I did, I really do think I have a different kind of optimism. You know, initially I thought I had this optimism of like, if I just find the right solution, I'm going to make my pain go away all the time or my rheumatoid arthritis is going to have no effect on my life. But once I accepted that it is going to have an effect on my life, you know, I had an optimism, a new kind of optimism that basically says, you know, me and other people with rheumatoid arthritis and similar, you know, rheumatic diseases, we can still live a rich and full, meaningful life despite what's what's going on. I actually was looking back on an old blog post I wrote when Charlie was a year old a guest blog post about kind of my postpartum journey and challenges. And I said there that, you know, I accept that even if I were in perfect health, there would still be limits to what I could achieve in life. But I also accept my health is an additional limiting factor beyond my baseline mortality that given the choice I would choose to live without. But after mourning everything I've lost, I have felt more fully present and grateful for what I still have. One of my favorite quotes comes from Viktor Frankl's Man's Search for Meaning. 
Everything can be taken from a man, but one thing, the last of human freedoms, to choose one's attitude in any set of circumstances, to choose one's own way. You know, and in the first 15 months of Charlie's life, I kept waiting till I could figure things out and when I could get back to 100% with my health. And at that point, I meant back to 100% as in back to my pre-pregnancy state where I still had rheumatoid arthritis, but it was under better control. But through therapy, I realized the more important question to ponder is, what if this is my only chance to be Charlie's mom? It's not how I imagined or hoped it would be, but it's the chance I get. What can I gain from accepting my world as it is rather than anxiously attempting to control it or tweak it so I can achieve this elusive concept of feeling better in the future? If I fixate on on the future, what have I lost in the present? I'm hoping that that will help people who are kind of, who are just struggling. And I, I get it. Like it is... I wish I, again, I wish I could just sit here and be like, listen to this blog post. I'm going to tell you all the ways in which your life is totally going to be, you know, exactly what you always hoped and dreamed it would be before your diagnosis. And, And unfortunately, I can't say that again, but I can say that you can still lead a good and meaningful life. I I do know that in my heart. And so my whole mission right now in life is to help people with these kind of diseases learn how to thrive despite them. Because I think there's so many voices out there that are offering programs and offering strategies to make the disease go away. And again, I take my medicine every day. Like I take my medicine to help slow down my disease progression. And that's extremely important to have tools in your toolbox to minimize in the symptoms, to manage the symptoms, um, to make the disease not wreak havoc on your body. But at a certain point, again, there has to be a voice in the space, in the chronic illness space to say, what can we still do despite our condition? How can we maximize our quality of life, maximize our fulfillment and our happiness despite it? And that's that's what I'm feeling particularly passionate about right now. That's why I developed Room to Thrive, which is my new membership community. The mission of the group is to really to offer you know educational content and support to people who have these diseases to help them again learn how to thrive despite them. And thrive um, is an acronym that I created that stands. The T stands for tools for pain and fatigue. The H is our healthy habits. The R is relationships, so like how our conditions affect our social life. The I is our inner world, like how it affects, you know, our mental health. The V is valued activities. So what can we still do despite? And um, E is executive functions. So figuring out how to be um, the executive uh, CEO of your illness care team and, you know, track your symptoms and stay organized. And so my philosophy that I'm sharing with you here about like, can you live a normal life with rheumatoid arthritis is embodied in in the mission of the group. It's saying that, yeah, we can thrive. We are going to do our best to thrive and we are going to use tools to minimize our symptoms. But we're also going to use tools to maximize our quality of life despite our symptoms. To reiterate a little bit, I think a lot of people get stuck in this mentality that they have to wait until the symptoms are fully controlled. You know, I'll wait and put my life on hold until I can sort out my rheumatoid arthritis. And I really want to encourage you to kind of see what is still possible. What is still possible in your life? What good things can you still do and enjoy and accomplish despite it? That's really been um, a wonderful thing for me to see people kind of confronting 
in the chronic illness community lately. And it's what I've tried to do in my uh, rheumatoid arthritis roadmap program and now with, with Room to Thrive. So I am so, so excited to get started with that community. And I think in conclusion, normal. What What is normal? You know, can you live a normal life with rheumatoid arthritis? You know, I really do think it comes down to what is your definition of normal and how severe is your illness? And I, I don't even know if, who, if someone would characterize my life as, as normal or not. I really don't know. I think it's a really hard question to answer. I think the question that I kind of focus my life more on is, you know, can I live a good life? Can I be of service to other people? Can I, you know, leave the world better when I leave it than, than I found it? And, and that's, that is question is easier for me to answer. I can do those things with rheumatoid arthritis. You know, despite rheumatoid arthritis, I can have a good life. I can have a meaningful life, fulfilling relationships. Is it harder than it would be if I didn't have rheumatoid arthritis? Sometimes yes. Other times no. It's made me a more empathetic person. I think that's the question that I find more interesting. You know, but I know that 50 million people have been <laughs> curious about the answer to this questions. Can I live a normal life with rheumatoid arthritis? So I think it's worth exploring, which is why I made it today's topic. So I would love to hear from you. We recently reached 10,000 downloads of the Arthritis Life podcast, which is so exciting. And if you don't mind taking a second to review view it on your favorite podcast player, that would be great because it helps us get more visibility. And I can't wait to talk with you more. If you want to send me a response to this, send me an email at info at myarthritislife.net. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. This episode is brought to you by Room to Thrive, a membership and support community where you'll learn how to develop your own Thrive toolbox so you can live a full life despite your rheumatic disease or chronic illness. Learn more in the show notes or by going to www.myarthritislife.net. You can also connect with me on my social media accounts on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and even TikTok. Check out the links in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Arthritis Life Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Room to Thrive, an educational program I created from scratch to help you go from overwhelmed to confident, supported, and connected in a matter of weeks. You can go through the pre-recorded course on your own, or you can take the course along with a support group. Learn more at the link in my show notes, or you can always go to www.myarthritislife.net. And if you like this podcast, I would be so honored if you took the time to rate and review it. I also encourage you to share it with anyone you know who might benefit from it. I also wanted to remind you that you can find full transcripts, videos, and detailed show notes with hyperlinks for each episode on my website, www.myarthritislife.net. If you have any ideas for future episodes, or if you want to share your story or wisdom on the podcast, just shoot me an email at info at myarthritislife.net. I can't wait to hear from you.